Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another podcast. Today's episode features talks of beer, PTSD, and great intro scenes. You're now listening to Featuring Dez. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Featuring Dez. I'm your host, Dez, and today I'm accompanied by one of my good friends and co-host, Sir Brandon. Say hi, Brandon. Hey, how's it going? And uh, today is the second episode of our newest segment of my podcast called Beer and Banshee. And for those that don't know, Beer and Banshee is basically a show where me and my buddy Brandon sit down and we basically review and watch uh, the, the, the show Banshee while sipping on a beer and talking to you guys about it. And uh, the show Banshee is an underrated gem basically about a thief who gets wronged and he comes back in a small town and he wants retribution and stuff gets crazy. And uh yeah, I'm excited about it. Brandon, let's take our first sip of this beer here. All right. All right, Brandon, why don't you tell the folks at home what they may have missed out because today's episode we're going to be talking about episodes three and four, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And uh, in episodes one and two, we see what happens to Hood and after he got out of prison. Right. Tracks down the love of his life. Becomes like takes takes over the identity of the new sheriff of Banshee. You see him just go to the ups and downs of try to learn what to do and how to be a sheriff of this little town of Banshee and it's so many shenanigans going on and just trying to uh, having him actually kill and protect kill someone right deal with that fallout and whatnot and yeah which car- that carries over in episode three and four which yeah. we'll be talking about today yeah the character of hood who's our main character um he went he went to jail after he was more or less caught for for stealing and uh he he felt abandoned. He was in jail prison for what fifteen years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, fifteen years. And he has a lot of rage. And it if it didn't show in the first two episodes, it definitely showed oh, here yeah. here in this third episode. Like not not only anger but PTSD. Oh yeah, he's dealing with some major PTSD, my man, yeah. um, from being in prison. And he and not only that, but he had to deal with this this person that we keep getting flashbacks of. And we don't know quite know who this person is. Well, we do because, you, like, like we mentioned in the previous episode, you finished the series, and I have only gotten up to season three. I finished season two. I'm on season three, and now me and me and you decided just go through the series again and you know talk about it, talk about why the show was so good and why we liked it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, this guy it was a very interesting character. Yeah, once this, you find out. yeah, he is, he is. And uh, now let's let's get started on episode three. Now. Episode three, you want to you want to give us a little recap of what all happened? Give us a quick rundown. You got you just just hit the high notes. Oh, I just guess. episode three. Yeah, of episode three, just quick. Yeah. Now before we get into episode three, we have to do a little warning. Uh, there's a scene in it where uh, it's we talk about sexual assault. Oh, right, and yep. rape. Yep. So if you if you're uncomfortable with that topic, uh. We will make sure we preface this right before we get to that right. scene. Um, but in episode three, Hood, um, let's see, uh, um, he in the very first, very beginning we see Carrie. Mm-hmm. Carrie is the the woman who who uh, Hood is in love with. She goes to visit Rabbit, mm-hmm. the the mob boss that yeah. they... Uh, Who's the man they stole from, which is why Hood was in prison yes. in, in the first place, yeah. And she talks to him to, and tells him, back off. Here's the diamonds we stole from you. No, back off. Right. I don't want to deal with you anymore. Leave me alone. And he pretty much metaphorically gives her the finger. Right. And, and you know what's interesting is that I want to slow down... On this scene, this is actually what the opening scene of episode three, right? Yes. And ironically, Brandon, I gotta say, I think this might have been my favorite scene in episode three. Really? Because uh, the actress that plays Carrie slash Anna, um, dude, she 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 really she really put some acting. She showed her acting chops in this scene because she you know she goes and she she breaks into the head office of the man that uh, he she and uh, Hood stole from prior to Hood going to prison, and uh, she tries to strike a deal with this man. And she hands him the diamonds that she stole from him. 
And, you know, and one would think, he, you know, they'd be square. He's like, no, nah, you only gave me half of what I wanted. The other half is hood. And he's like, and she, and you know, she gets, she gets this look like, I can't do that. He's like, it would, you, you'd be free. I'll let you go off the hook. Yeah. And you know, that's all Anna wants. Anna just wants to live her life happy with her new family. Yeah. Because, you know, post, post, uh, getting away from the cops and, and, and hood being in prison, she created a new life for herself. She loves this life yep. and she wants to protect that with every fiber of her being. And you can see her really struggling on the idea of whether she should give hood up, whether she should give him over to rabbit and dude, like the acting was on point. Um, yeah. and you also get a good idea of just how badass this girl is, man. She is. Yeah. Cause she took out all these guards. Right. Prior to break. And, the and, into like, room, yeah. and as, uh, rabbits, League guard or number head of security, yeah, said later in the episode she didn't leave a trace, trace of yet. her, like, not yeah. any cameras, yeah. She took care of all the guards mm-hmm. that she had to deal with, yeah. and you know, yeah. it was almost as if she was never there. As a matter of fact, the only proof they have that she was there, obviously, but besides the guards being knocked out and Rabbit being knocked unconscious, that's it. And uh, that scene, it, it just really. It, it showed you how she's willing to do anything for her family, and she, and it that you can see the the torment in in her uh, in her eyes. And speaking of torment, I feel like that was uh, the the one of the biggest themes in episode three because not only was she tormented by what she should do um, with Hood and what to protect her family, but Hood also was being tormented in, in this episode yeah. because you know he was getting the flashbacks of yeah that, this mysterious. The person that we keep seeing over. Yeah, he had to deal with this person in prison who really messed him up bad. He had hoods got really bad PTSD, and uh, yeah, and then so uh, going off of uh, this this opening scene, that was a great way to open open this scene. We then move into the credits, and I know last episode me and you didn't talk about the cred the opening credits for this show, but the opening credits are truly something special in this show. And just for the fact of how much detail seems to go into it, and I like how it also, even if you don't respect the detail, um, I like just how the uh, opening credits just fit the show yes. so perfectly. Yeah, so it, the opening credits, the photos change. Right. After every few episodes to reflect on what is happening with the different main characters. Sure, sure. I don't want to spoil, like, mm-hmm. I, it took, like, when I first watched it, it it didn't dawn on me that what was happening with the opening until I actually like listened to like the commentaries and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this definitely this show definitely strikes me as the type that uh, there's you get rewarded for for repeated viewings. Yes. So or or just going back and looking looking up things because uh, like I think we talked about this last episode that for being. Uh, for 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 the show looking so one note, they do a really good job on the sh- on the show's lore. Yeah, and and nothing is more evident than that. If you if you have the DVD, you you look at some of the, all the extra stuff that they added in there with the show, and it's it's great. Yes, and so and so yeah. So after um, uh, Anna slash Carrie breaks into Rabbit's place, she leaves. Uh, she basically knocks Rabbit unconscious. She leaves. But then what happens next? You know we have. Um, it's the MMA stuff. Right, right. We we we, we introduce a new character into uh, Banshee uh, Sanchez. He's this what mixed martial artist of yeah, sorts. Yeah, MMA guy. Yeah. Uh, Kai Proctor. Who's who's basically the main villain of the show, Banshee? Yeah, yeah. he is helping out the the Native American tribe that right. has a casino there mm-hmm. uh, to bring revenue in and whatnot by bringing this. Highly touted MMA martial artist to do this little fight at their casino, and there's this all this hubbub and just like fan, fanfare of them doing this whole thing, and but in the background, you get this feeling of uh oh, something's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, and and Sanchez is uh, he's he's he. It's, it's it's interesting because Kai Proctor ultimately brings Sa- uh, Sanchez to town because uh, Kai Proctor, even though he he may be a bad guy, but he's also a businessman first and foremost. Yeah. Which is why, unlike most villains that pop up periodically throughout Banshee, Kai Proctor seems to always be relevant. You know, because he, yeah. he's smart. He plays the long game, and Kai Proctor. He also. Do you think he's like a Lex Luthor? Yeah, I definitely w- would. I definitely see some similarities, not necessarily in the brains of a science department, but. In the uh, in, in in the playing chess yes. department, he definitely has that 
And uh, Kai Proctor, he wants Banshee to grow. He, his family, like he, like he said in the episode, his family's been in the the town of Banshee for what, 160 something years. Yeah, 160 years. So this is the show takes place in what 2010 ish. Yeah, I think something like that. Late late 2000s, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's what uh, 1850s ish, yeah. oh, give yeah. or take. Yeah. So that's been that's a long history for. Certain fa- for certain families just to be in one right, right, agreed, spot. Agreed. Yeah, and his family is uh, are they the the Dutch uh, the German? Um, they're like Amish. Yeah, they're like they're, Amish. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, they are Amish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certain brand, certain sect of the Amish. Right, right. Because remember in the first episode, the Kai Proctor's goons calls Kai Proctor's dad. Dutchy. Dutchy, right, right. Which is uh, like a slur. Yeah, it's very offensive. Yeah, yeah right. Tor- and that's like uh, so Dutch Amish or yeah. German Amish, something mm-hmm. like that. So right, and so Kai Proctor brings this this mixed martial artist Sanchez to town in hopes of uh, bringing big revenue to the town of Banshee and also filling the pockets of himself and other like minded individuals. Yeah, that, like that, the that tribal are, elders. Yeah, 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 the tribal elders they get a cut. Uh, 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 Kai Proctor gets a cut. His business grows and he has more connections in Banshee. Because I think he made the, it was him or one of the tribal elders made a comment about. Building the hotel, right, right, like, yeah. Or renovating hotels, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tribal, the the yeah, the, the tribal elders definitely want to grow uh, the, the, their their people as well. And the hotel was brought up briefly, and so you know everyone has something to gain here. And uh, needless to say, nothing goes quite as as planned no. uh, by the end of this episode, and for good reason because uh, I want to say it all comes back to the to our elite uh, protagonist Hood because. Essentially, the first two episodes, Hood comes into town, he he has this anger about him. He just wants to know why and why, and he gets to town, and nothing works out for him. The love of his life, he can't have her, he can't have the money, he can't have nothing. He has nothing for him. He's just he's just an angry, bitter person, and, so, and now he's kind of just lost. And uh, Sanchez, uh, as a character, the mixed martial artist, is not a great person because... No. Uh, while, while while sparring, you could tell he's got a chip on his shoulder. He beats up uh, some some guys who spar with him to a, to a ridiculous degree, especially for it being a sparring match. And the fight, the 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 mixed martial, he's basically got a fight coming up in town, right? So he's prepping for that fight in the next two days or so. And while he's practicing, he just beats up this local for no good reason. He just wants to showboat, and he eventually he ends up inviting a girl back to his quarters, into his trailer to you know have some hanky panky, some good time. And uh, what turns out to be kind of a, what, what, what looked like it was supposed to be like a fun night for both the young wait- waitress who invited back to his place and Sanchez turned into something really ugly and disgusting. And Sanchez basically really takes advantage of, of this young lady. Yes. And and uh, this, this poor girl was beaten and sexually assaulted. And let's just say... When Hood finds out the rage that all Hood is already dealing with an immeasurable amount of rage, after being stuck in prison for fifteen years and felt felt forgot about and abandoned, and then he's at this boiling point with uh, Anna slash Carrie, his his love, but she's not his anymore. She got a new family, and she doesn't want him around. She hates him. He and Hood seems to hate himself, and then he finds out about this, and it's a breaking point. It's he, it's it's definitely a breaking he point. He snaps. I yeah. Mean, he, in the hospital scene, oh, when, yeah. when she was giving her story, you could just... Cause the she was just the young girl, yeah, she was giving her story to Hood. And, yeah. and uh, Toad was just standing on the wall, like, mm-hmm. listening, because it was Hood, uh, the female officer, God, I'm blanking on her name, yeah. uh, uh, Siobhan, uh-huh. and then uh, the the lawyer, yep. uh, at, were taking the statement. Yeah. You get the look on Hood's face. face. Yeah, and and so and, and also to backtrack a little bit, so to add more salt, to rub more salt in the wound here, Hood was invited uh, by the DA, who is also um, Anna's husband, which is Hood's ex ex. Um, he and he he invites uh, Hood over for dinner with him and his family, so he has to see the happy life that Anna's built up for himself, which isn't going over too well for him. And then when he finally gets some alone time with Anna at at uh, her home. Anna basically just rubs him off. Just said, uh, she says 
not, not not the best things to him. And she tells him you used to be nicer. Now you're just angry. And he's like, and he gets this look and he says, let's see how nice you, you are when you spend 15 years in prison feeling forgotten and abandoned. And um, he just gets up, walks away. He's so upset. And then uh, we go back to when this young girl who was abused and sexually assaulted by the mixed martial artist Sanchez, she's in a hospital. And... Um, and you and you could definitely tell that Hood is is not as uh, harsh and mean as uh, Anna said earlier in the episode because you can see the tenderness that Hood is taking care of this girl with in the hospital and at the, and you, you too can see it through Anna's eyes as she's watching this Anna's watching Hood take care of this girl and Hood immediately guns over to to the uh, to the to the um, the casino owned by the uh, the Native Americans I believe in um and I got, I would like to say that. As Anna watches Hood right. watching the woman mm-hmm. or ta- and talking to the woman, mm-hmm. she could she sees the emotion. She, she oh yeah, I and something kind of I I wouldn't say clicks, mm-hmm. but she, it seems like she's she's seeing a different side of Hood. Yeah, that sparks something in her head. Mm-hmm. Yep, and heart. It's like he's like a protective side. Yeah, he's he's definitely got a protective side, and uh, and it was funny is that there are small hints that Hood is actually a good, somewhat of a good um, father figure. I want to say yeah. or a leader because like earlier when he was invited over to Anna's and her husband's uh, estate, uh, you see how well he he handles. And Anna's ch- child, she had, Anna has yeah. Anna has two children with with the DA. One being her oldest daughter, and then the other being her youngest son, who is uh, not in the best of shape uh, health wise. Yeah, he and, has uh, Hood, some re- respiratory right, right issue. And, and Hood is so sweet and tender to this kid, and and uh, Anna sees that. She sees that. Yeah. But, but also, she also sees the unnecessary rage. Not, I wouldn't say unnecessary. It's, but you could also see the the harshness. In this man, and and I think that scares her. But I think when she was in the hospital, she saw how Hood handled that. She could definitely tell that there was more to him. Yeah, I think she wants to. Like, she wants. I think she wants to let Hood get close to her kids. Right. But I. But at the same time, have that wall mm-hmm. protecting them because she mm-hmm. knows that rage could just yeah. come out like and. Yeah. And she knows what he's capable of. Both both these characters, Anna and Hood, or Carrie, whatever you want to call her, both both these characters both uh are, are, are highly trained badasses. Like yes. Hood 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 and Anna. Hood especially is a is a thief by by trade, but he has a lot more going on for him than just being a thief. He 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 Marshall he he's a he's a badass and we and as far as we know, we don't know if he has any um, discipline per se, as yeah, far as uh, like, fighting like, goes. Yeah, compared to the MMA. Right, player. right. And so, anyway, uh, shortly after Hood finds out about what happened to this young girl, Hood isn't having it. He's uh, a, nope. He it, he is at at a boiling point. He is literally about to tip over. And then he goes in there to to basically arrest Sanchez. Um, and uh, who's, who's doing this like PR? Thing? Yeah, he's doing a PR uh, bit, and uh, and of course when Hood pops in there, there, there's who there? There's there's Kai Proctor, cause Kai he's he's running the whole show, yeah. and then obviously there is also the uh, the uh, the two main leaders we seem to see of the uh, the tribe, but we got the the elder and we got the elder son. Yeah, there right, and then you get Sanchez's manager. Manager right. And Siobhan is there, mm-hmm. the female cop. Yeah, the female cop, and I love her because she's definitely a good moral compass for uh for 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 Hood. Yeah, I, I she in, yeah in a way she is mm-hmm. the moral compass of yeah. the police department. Right, right. She you know she wants to follow Hood, mm-hmm. but she's sassy though too, as yeah. seen by her introductory introduction to the series. Like, she, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and and, and so, so yeah. It's, but I want like once Hood is like he is like a dead set on doing this. She knows she can't stop them both. Right. Physically, there's a huge difference physically. Yep. That Hood is strong on her, mm-hmm. and there, there's also the I don't I don't know if you call it moral, but like the the boss. Right, right, yeah. You get boss you, underling yeah. She, dynamic. She, yeah, and, she's his deputy, and she. Uh, she, I don't. She would be like feels like she would be out of place. place. Right. For trying to like. Yeah, because she, Hood, like, she might like. Oh, don't Hood, don't do it. Mm-hmm. 
but that might be the only protest I sh- <laughs> yeah. she would really do. But yeah. like, it's like, hey, I tried to stop him. It's not a lot she can really do. He yeah. is the sheriff yeah. of Banshee. He's the new sheriff. He uh, he he uh, took some guy's identity, and now Hood is the the sheriff. And you know, she has to uh, she has to you know be okay with that. Yeah, and so she and all the other people there at the PR event just stand back and mm-hmm. watch. Hood and Sanchez duke it out. Yeah, Hood goes Hood, up. Hood approaches Sanchez, and Hood approaches. Hood actually surprisingly approaches this whole thing very diplomatically, and then r- right as soon as he's getting some crap from from Kai and everyone alike who's trying to stop him from arresting Sanchez, they're like, "Yo, back up. Wait until after the fight, and then arrest him." Because you know we gotta make our money. Because that's the whole reason Kai even yeah. brought Sanchez into town was so everyone can make that dough. Yeah, yeah Kai. It was Kai, the manager, right? Wanted to put. Yeah. Stop the hood. Yeah. The, the the elders of the tribe didn't really. Yeah. The elders. The, the elders for the most part took the, a back seat. To yeah. This. The elders kind are kind of good guys. The uh, the to everyone's in it for themselves. Definitely in this show, there are definitely factions in this in this series. Yes. And uh and so yeah, hood goes up to try and be very diplomatic, and then he gets pushback from a couple people. They're like, yo, hold off on arresting this guy, Sanchez. We know he did a despicable thing, but you know, hold off. As, as a matter of fact... And, and the manager said, we've dealt with this dealt, in the past. Dealt with this before. And you know, and that, that pisses Hood off. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. that was just like... Hood, Hood's like, oh, you've done this before? Oh! Like, and, and, so that gives him more motivation. Yeah, that, that, that gives him more motivation. And then, as soon as Kai pops up, Kai's like, look... Um, Hood, we can we can talk this out, you know, maybe reach some kind of agreement. And in the Hood, he's very he seems very calm, but what they don't seem to realize, this is the calm before the storm. Yep. And 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 and, and uh, Shawan, the girl, she sees the calm in Hood's eyes, and she and she mistakes that calmness for Hood actually thinking of, of or considering taking Kai Proctor up on his offer, and that's when she gets upset and she says, oh. Uh, she says something to Hood. I forgot what it is, but she. Oh, it's like you're. You're. Are you gonna really take this? Yeah, and she gets upset and says that to him. And but she doesn't realize what she just did. She literally just did. She. She literally just. That was like the one push he needed. And then after that, he goes up to try and arrest uh, uh, uh Mr. Sanchez, the mixed martial artist. And uh, by the way, this guy's a specimen. This yes. guy Sanchez is in shape. Yes. He looks like Brock Lesnar ate Brock. Well, he doesn't look like Brock Lesnar, but he's pretty pretty damn huge. And so, um, Sanchez taunts... Yeah, you, seeing Hood and Sanchez, Sanchez, like, faced off... Yeah. The difference between them, physically, is very apparent. Yeah, because yeah. Sanchez has, what, like, probably, what, four or five inches? Yeah, so, yeah, Sanchez... Like that? Yeah, uh, Hood... Uh, like, height-wise. Yeah, height-wise, Hood, Hood is average. He's maybe 5'10", maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 5'8 to 5'9". Yeah, yeah. Right I, I definitely put, yeah, maybe somewhere around that ballpark. And this guy, Sanchez, is clearly above six foot. Like, oh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. And, like, he... Because he's a mixed martial artist, he's just like yeah, shredded, yep. ripped as could be, and as you can see, like the the reach on him, just yeah. like just having his arms by his side, you can mm-hmm. just like oh shit, he's yeah. like who doesn't have to like get even closer and Sanchez, yeah, just, and if and if physically. Um, you, you can't tell that Hood is basically out of his a little bit out of his element. Uh, it becomes even more so apparent once uh Sanchez starts to put up a fight and res- and starts to resist the rest because Sanchez starts kind of beating the living shit out of uh, Hood. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but Hood is obviously taking the punishment because Hood just did fifteen years in, in in you know in prison. Yeah. He and he's been through some shit and Hood obviously has has dealt with stuff like this in the past before. He's obviously experienced. He just doesn't have the discipline that this. Guy Sanchez has. He's a mixed martial artist, yeah. right? And so... And during the fight, mm-hmm. we see the flashbacks of his, some of his fights in prison. Right. Specifically of this one big... Mysterious kid. being that we keep seeing pop up in uh, Hood's PTSD uh, flashbacks. Yeah. So it's just... To me, that kind of... Like, it's, all, it's a PTSD, but also... Hood thinking of like, okay, I did this, this, this and this. Right, and right. It, in this situation, and how would it help me? I mean, how would it benefit me in this situation? Right. So he was kind of in yeah. a way planning, mm-hmm. but also trying to deal with like calm, calm that PTSD right. down. Yeah, obviously, Hood is, Hood is a quick thinker. Yes. Yeah, you, you don't you don't survive long in Hood's line of work without being one. Oh yeah. And uh, and this fight, as the fight goes on, um, I, everyone, including Hood, start to realize, you know, I can't beat this guy in a fair in, match. And I want to say, I want to put in quotations, a fair match. Um, and so, 
as soon as uh, they get literally outside of the ring type area, and yeah, also, uh, start thinking like WWF, yeah, WWE, yeah, kind of it's, shit. it's like all bets are off. The moment uh, Hood gets out of the ring, Hood picks up a glass and it turns into a yeah, like Brandon said, into a WWE fight. Hood bashes him against the head, and as soon as Hood starts using every, as soon as he starts to use everything at his disposal, the fight seems to shift. In his favor. In, in his, his favorite. And until at one point, it becomes a very one-sided match. Yeah. But but before I get to the conclusion of this match, uh, prior to uh, Hood and Sanchez fighting, Sanchez, he's all dressed up in a nice silk suit. He's taking off his nice little Rolex he just got from the uh, for, for, from the casino owners. And, you know, he takes his Rolex off, puts it in his, in his pocket. He takes his top off, trying to look all clean and smooth. And... Um, and like we said earlier, everyone who's in that in that hotel, I mean that um, that uh, casino, yeah. was basically going to be benefiting from this fight. A lot of people in the town was going to be benefiting. That's the reason Kai Proctor brought brought this guy here. Yeah. Even 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 the, the likes of Sugar, Sugar, who's the bar owner, who's literally probably Hood's best friend right now, oh, yeah. or, or is really his only friend. So. Best, I would say best, best friend, friend and number one supporter. Yeah, and Sugar, you know, Shook's the dude, man. Like, like I think the only person I like, uh, the only person I like more than Sugar is, is Job. Like, oh, but, yeah. but uh, anyway, going back, so like I said, nearly everyone is going to benefit from this fight. And Hood comes in and starts to deliver an ass whooping of the century. He starts breaking fingers. He starts he biting. Went, he went, yeah, uh, he went all Mike Tyson on his ass. He, boy, did he go Mike Tyson? Like, <laughs> Like biting the ear? Yeah, I, I don't think he bit no, the full he, ear off. No, he he didn't so. bit the full ear, off, but he bit enough to make uh, Sanchez scream like a little little bit. Yeah, ah, he, he made he made him scream, and so and basically by the end of the fight, Sanchez looks almost unrecognizable. Oh like, yeah, I, he broke several fingers. Yeah, several fingers. His wrist, his arm. arm yeah. And oh man. Well, he, who knows what else he broke? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure Hood took uh took took away any shot uh Sanchez had it ever become a mission uh continuous as a uh, job as a mixed martial artist. <laughs> I'm no professional, but yeah, regardless of the whole getting arrested on right, rape right. charges. <laughs> yeah. So that and that's that this fight went on for what? Yeah, it went on for quite a bit. Actually what's interesting about Banshee is that even though it's not necessarily a um, a a, a well choreographed show. The action is very good, and and it, and it's and it's very serviceable. Well, beyond serviceable for what uh the show Banshee is, and uh and honestly, I gotta say, uh episode three and four are both, in my opinion, superior superior episodes than both one and two. Yeah, and this is my opinion. I'm not sure how you feel, but uh. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cause as like you're, you finally are getting more emotionally attached. Right, to... and you're starting to get into the nitty gritty of, and you're, and you're also starting to kind of get an idea more of an idea of what who Hood it truly is and who he wants to be. Because yeah, because yeah, the first two episodes are definitely setting up mm-hmm. the world of Banshee, and there's much setting up that needs to happen because like like we mentioned earlier, for 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 just a show that seems very shallow. On the surface, it's actually got a pretty good lore to it. Yeah. To it. and and a pretty and it's, and and the showrunners seem to be very good at world building. Like like it's it, like did like, this show, uh, it 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 it's 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 story and plot alone is probably C level, but the way they execute certain things, it brings it it brings it up to like an a B or A level status TV oh, show. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's not it's not going to go down in history as one of the greatest shows of all oh, time. No, but it's definitely but it's 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 a personal favorite of mine, definitely. Yeah, under undervalued. Yeah, it's definitely under and so uh and anyway, like there's a scene we mentioned earlier how I uh, I mentioned earlier how my favorite scene in the episode of episode three was when Anna or Carrie um she uh, she go breaks into Rabbit's place. And she offers rabbits the diamonds. He, rabbit doesn't doesn't want the diamonds. He truly wants hood. So once she realizes that offering the diamonds doesn't work, she takes the diamonds back, and then she realizes that she needs to get hood out of her life. So she offers hood. Well, this was before the fight. Yeah, this is before the fight. Yes, okay. she offers hood the diamonds while hood is sleeping. She breaks into uh, Suge's place, uh, goes up to where hood's sleeping, and she's like, um, "Look, take him. Get out of here. I want you out of my life. I want you gone." And one would think that Hood would take it, right? Because in the previous episode, that's what he wanted. Yeah, he wanted... He couldn't have the girl, so he wanted the diamond so he could split and go on with his life. He just spent 15 years... He doesn't want to spend 15 years in prison for nothing. Yeah. And now he's finally got the diamonds. And what does he do? 
he tells her, you can't buy me off. And... Yeah, he pretty much told her, hey, get away, I'm staying here. Yeah, and, and it kind of uh, alludes to the idea that, you know what, maybe this guy Hood has a lot more going on with him than initially, you know, than we initially thought. Yeah, like, th- there are more reasons. Yeah, and so, that right there kind of made me like Hood a little bit more, because I'm not going to lie, Hood, he's not necessarily very likable in the first two episodes. Yeah. He comes in and is literally anti-everything. Like, he's anti-rules, he's anti-proctor, <laughs> he's, oh, yeah. like, and so, and anyway, uh, Hood basically subdues Sanchez by the end of this episode, and uh, to gruesome effect, to the point to where Carrie and, uh, Carrie's there uh, with her her, her 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 DA husband, so is a lot of the big wigs, and they see this brutal display that Hood puts on on Sanchez, and they don't look too, you know, to, I don't want to say pleased with the outcome because I think they're happy that the scumbag is taken down. Yeah. But also they're like very appalled at the level of violence that yeah. that, that, that that the sheriff Hood seems to be capable of, capable yeah, they, of. They so I felt he could have handled it a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And and but uh, but Carrie kind of probably had a better feeling of like uh oh. Yeah, and 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 also the level of damage uh, that uh, Hood puts on Sanchez. Um, was was obviously uh, a ridiculous amount, but this is this was due to the fact that Hood was raging. He he is all that anger he he's had pent up. It felt like he he unleashed it all on Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. And Sanchez, boy, did he get it! And basically, it comes to a screeching halt. Sanchez is subdued. Uh, he he's arrested. Uh, Hood can barely walk because of the ass whooping he sustained earlier in the fight, and. Um, you could definitely tell that the the female deputy who earlier questioned Hood's allegiance, uh, she 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 had a change of heart. Yeah. And um, she's starting to more slowly get into the camp Hood, if you will. Or, right. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Hood's camp. Yeah. And just, like, I, I, a- I think out of all the officers that Hood has under him right now, I think she's probably the one that's the furthest in on on, on Hood's on in the Hood camp. Are she's, you really? Uh, who who do you think? Because I get the the brother. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. I'll talk oh, you especially it. after episode four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll get it. We'll get it. That. But all right, guys. So yeah, basically, Hood subdues this terrible piece of human being, Sanchez. Uh, brings him in and Suge, uh, he takes be- him back to t- take takes him back to the car and he, he he's getting ready to take him out of there. But as Suge is getting ready to uh, take Hood home, Suge just kind of like vents to Hood a little bit, and lets him know like, look, man. Um, I, I, like, yeah, he's like, look, man, I know you did. You're trying to do your job, but like, you kind of. Sque- yeah, I was gonna be a ref and whatnot, and he was gonna get. Suge needed the money. Yeah, Suge needed the money because Suge was supposed to referee this fight, and Suge could really use that money because, like I said earlier, everyone basically in the area was gonna benefit from this, and Suge didn't get that money, and you kind of feel bad for Suge because Suge is the one shining light in this town, really. Like he's one of the few. Yeah, lawful, re- the lawful good. Yeah. And uh, and so you kind of feel bad, but you know we got a bad guy in the end. And as we're getting ready to drive off, Hood's all messed up. He's got one eye closed. Hood reaches to his pocket, and that gold Rolex that uh, I mentioned earlier that Sanchez put in his pocket, Hood managed to steal off Sanchez in the middle of the fight. And you know this doesn't come as a surprise because, like we said earlier, this is what Hood does. Hood is a thief by trade. Yes. Hood Hood can pickpocket. Get out of here. That's nothing. And so Hood Hood made it look easy. And he and as Hood looks like a boss handing uh Shug the um, the Rolex, Shug's like fair enough. Puts the Rolex in his pocket and they roll off into the room. I, I love Shug's comment. Like I've always wanted to drive a police car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. You know, yeah, stereotypically, yeah. you yeah. always see the black guy. Yeah, yeah, in the back seat of a car, right, right, not in the front seat driving it. Yeah. So I mean, because Suge is a convict, a black. He's a black man. He's a convict in this crappy town. You know, what are the chances of him ever going to be able to drive a, co- a, a, a cop car? Right. And so he he kind he kind of gets his little wish along with a little bonus with that Rolex, and they drive off into the wind. And the ep- and the episode ends kind of on a on somewhat of an actual like. Somewhat of a happy note, actually. Yeah, compared to, compared to the other episodes, Kai Proctor comes to talk to him and comes to talk to Hood, mm-hmm. and Hood pretty much stares him down. And said, "Yep, I am not, not gonna f- be. I'm not gonna be bought off. So, fuck you." Yep. And we're yep. Yeah, and like by the way, that that verbal showdown at the end of this episode between Kai Proctor and uh, Hood is. 
It's pretty dope because because oh, yeah. you basically understand how much in common Kai Proctor and Hood both have in common with each other, but you also understand why Hood doesn't like Kai Proctor, even though they both have a lot in common. And um, yeah, it, it's it shows that they're both actors are really good. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. They could just like. I, w- I would argue Kai Proctor's probably the best actor in the show. Probably, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. There might be another guy, two other actors later. In later season, in the show? Okay. Season three and four. Okay, okay, cool. Where they, they end up settling shine, but that's for another story. Not well, I can't wait to get to that. So, right now... But I just loved <clears throat> Proctor's and Hood's chemistry in this scene. Between, mm-hmm. like, they definitely feed, up, feed it off each other when they're... Yeah. Yeah, Star- staring out, I, and you want that yeah. from two two of your biggest leads. In the yeah, show? yeah, yeah, yeah. You you want a good actor to play your play your villain. You want a a likable uh, lead. I guess you don't necessarily need a likable lead. You just need a, a character a actor is going to portray him well. Yeah, and, and and they the actors do that well. Right. And speaking of um, this great scene that the show ended on, uh, I'm gonna take another. Sh- uh, I'm gonna toast a little bit with you with this beer. Let's take another uh, sip. Brandon, what was your favorite scene in episode three? Uh, probably this last scene. Yeah, between Kai and uh, yeah, okay, because it's it's a building block, right? For later in the season and mm-hmm. for the whole all four seasons of Banshee to build off of that, you know, uh, Hood and Proctor don't like each other, right? And they're just like. You know, like mm-hmm. I want to get my way, but this uh, guy is getting in my way, and yeah, it's like yeah. you you could just see that tension in the air between the two of them. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and what's, what's interesting is that I I actually love the directing of this scene too. Like as the more personal the dialogue got between the two, the closer the shots got, the closer the camera yeah. shots got. And then, and then sooner or later, we're at those extreme close-ups and Kai's feeling it. Kai's feeling that anger. Yeah. He, that disdain towards uh, Hood. And uh, yeah, I, I dug this episode. I thought episode three was superior to both episode one and two. And uh, now that we're kind of done talking about episode three. Episode four. I want to go into episode four, which actually is so far... My favorite episode of Banshee so far in season one. Episode four was great. Now, I want to talk about my favorite scene in episode four, which, ironically, guess again, much like episode three, is the opening scene of episode four. And and, and I like the opening scene for episode four because... Um, it shows you that that the show Banshee really can do some... Really can have some good tense moments. But the main reason I like it is because... Um, so the basically, I'm going to start with, with, with the episode. The episode starts off more or less with a uh, hood trying to do a job. He's trying to steal from what a museum or the something. Museum, he, he, he stole a piece of art. We, we weren't told exactly what piece of art, mm-hmm. just where, what museum it was mm-hmm. in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you just see him running mm-hmm. out and you can hear the sight, like the, the alarms going off and yep. him just trying to. Get the hell out of there before all the doors shut, and then the last door before his exit gets sh- shut. shut. It's like, like, God damn it! It's like, it just starts panicking. Yeah. And one of my like, oh man, the the call. Oh yeah. So yeah. So okay. So so while Hood is while Hood gets trapped inside his museum while he's trying to steal from it, um, he he gets trapped in there. But then he starts to get stressed out, and his PTSD starts to get into him. Anxiety starts to hit him big time. Can, uh, he has, oh, he's having a major panic and, attack. Well, I, I, you, and I think the the actor who plays Hood. Yeah. Portrays. The panic attack and anxiety mm-hmm. and PTSD pretty damn well. You know, just showing that anguish, showing like the, the, all the emotions that he's going through really damn well. Yeah, and it's it, like it actually it kind of sucks seeing this because you really still, you start to you start to get a, a a better picture painted of just how much did this this character is struggling, and uh, and while he's going having this panic attack, he takes a deep breath. He gets on the phone and he calls a very important character, probably my favorite character in all of Banshee. 
He calls Job, played by the magnificent Hoon Lee, who I want to see get more work in Hollywood. Yes. And I think if if, if we if Kai Proctor isn't the best actor in the show, I think Hoon Lee is so far. But oh, anyway, yeah. It's those two. It's yeah. easily those two yeah. actors. Yeah. And, and anyway, Hoon Lee plays the character Job, who, like I said earlier in, in the last episode, he is my favorite character. Job is this uh, classy, bougie, badass bitch. He is, uh, he's, he's, he's great. He's great. Oh, yes. And... Yeah. And basically, the dialogue between him and, and Suge. And and Sh- well, we are, they have. That's right, that's right. They yeah. haven't met yet. That's true. They that's have true. not met yet. Yep. Which is like, I can't wait yep. For, yep. for that. No, you're right, you're right. But his interactions with Hood like, are amazing. And Oh, yeah. My favorite scene takes place within the first, what, 15 minutes? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about is this whole opening act. But yours is more the wider. Oh right. Thing. Mine's yeah. the more specific in the restaurant. Oh no! I, okay, okay. That that okay. one is probably my one of yeah. my favorite ser- scenes yeah. in the entire yeah, uh, Banshee series. Mm-hmm. Ser- I and and we'll, we'll get to that scene because like they're like hood. He's stressed out because he's trying to steal from this museum. Panic attack ensues. He uh, he calls Job. Uh, Job is. For those who still don't know, Job is like a badass with tech. He can break in um, through anything through a laptop. He he knows what he's doing. Job has been in this business much like Hood for a long time, and so Job he breaks in da, 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 and tries to help Hood. Tries get to out. help Hood get out. Unlock the doors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And and as a, uh, as a Job is trying to help Hood get out, he gets a phone call, and the phone call is actually from guess Car- guess who? Da, 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 drum roll, Carrie or Anna. He gets a call from her, and he's like, "This is a bad time." She's like, "Well, you know." Uh, I, wasn't, I was expecting to get your voicemail, voice. yeah. <laughs> and so basically, she basically uh, lets him know that, look, I really need you to go and need you to get out of here because I haven't been able to sleep, haven't been able to do anything, get anything done since you've been in town. You need to go. And he's like, you know what? Uh, he kind of kind of like brushes her off, puts her on hold, and he, he goes back on the other line where, where Job is, and Job answers, Job answers one of the best lines I've ever heard. He's like, motherfucker, you did not just put me on hold. I forgot how he says it, but Job has so much sass in his voice. It, I mean, it's it's priceless. Yeah. Like whoever whoever the casting director. Yeah. For Banshee was, they need mm. to get a like back up that bus. Yeah. Like, back up that car vehicle, like the uh, money uh, money car, and just dump a shitload of money on their lap, mm-hmm. as they deserve a lot of money for finding Hunway. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, the character Job like. He he's he's always he's Joe probably has the best one liners in the show. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. And so he Job answers him with that motherfucker, you did not just hang up on me. I'm trying to save your ass and you gonna put me on hold. And he's like, sorry man, sorry. And then basically one thing leads to another, Job is able to get um Hood out, out of this museum, but it's up to Job to do the rest. I mean it's up to Hood to do the rest now that Job's got him out of there. So Hood beats the shit out two two police officer, impersonates one, puts his clothing on, and walks out back up a little bit. Okay. Uh, Carrie helps calm him down during the whole. Yes, thing. yes, and uh, so okay. So prior to a uh, to a uh, hood beating up these two officers and impersonating one, you get this really tender and sweet moment from from Anna and uh, Hood that really like because he thought he switched back over to Joe, but yeah. he, Anna was still so on scared. the line. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, oh shit. She and Anna realizes that 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 Job is actually um that uh that um Hood, Hood, Hood was on a job and that Hood was talking to, to Job, Job yeah and and like, she quickly like, realizes what Hood's doing and why Hood is kind of a bit of a mess yeah and she was like really really Hood mm-hmm. really yeah and so and then as you said she calms him down from his panic attack and tells him. It's gonna be okay. Everything's mm-hmm. gonna be fine, and that's when Joe then boom, boom, boom gets everything unlocked. Hood then escapes, t- takes over like uh, first the cop again, mm-hmm. and goes out tries to run away from all the cops, and then. Yep, and then basically, why should I run from all these cops? Uh, he uh he basically he's she's trying to get all this crazy chasing happens. He's trying to get from the cops. He's freaking out. But right as he thinks he's not about to get away... Because, like, all the cops are surrounding him. Yeah, yeah. Deserted road. It's pretty stressful. And then he sees a car. In the the distance, yep. And then he's like, my girl. And... Yep, and and, Anna pops up. She swoops him in on some Fast and the Furious Vin Diesel shit. She scoops him up real quick. Whoop, whoop. 
gets in the car, uh, the, boom! Yeah, the, ba- the, the back of the car pops Pops open, open yep. Boom, he dives yep. in. Oh, and you know what's funny? Before they make this clean getaway, probably the best practical effects, uh, stunt, stunt, or whatever you want to call it, the best stunt happens in the show so far, in episode four, which is when Hood... Uh, says on three, one, two, and he says three, three, and he shoots the tire, and this badass flip of the cars, uh, the cop cars that are chasing them, just, it's it's such a dope shot, like, yes. that's probably the best single shot in uh, episode four, is that scene where the car's flipping, and the hood's in the back of the trunk, it's amazing, but prior to this whole car flipping thing happens, Hood makes this clean getaway, we got our boy Job. Who in the, while, in the yeah, restaurant? Yeah, he's in the restaurant the whole time while he's trying to help Hood out. He's in this restaurant trying to trying to help Hood out, but there's these three what? redneck guys trying like ignorant fucks, yeah, mm-hmm. saying shit about about him, about his looks. But you know, Job dresses like a classy. He dresses like a classy girl, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. And this is my favorite scene, and he just like get, I, he pretty much tells Hood it's like. Give me a minute. Yeah, give me well, hold on one second. And yeah. then he stands up, walks over, takes a plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> takes a plate. One of the three guys stands up. He backhands him. Mm-hmm. Hits another another guy over the head with a plate, and takes out another knife. Like, shut up, you motherfucker! Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and he has, he has this one line that after he finishes whipping two of the guys' ass, he whips a knife on the other guy because the other guy starts to get him. He's like, "Sit your bitch ass down," or whatever like that he says. Oh, and yeah. Just the line delivery on this man, dude, Job. Well, okay, if if you end up not really caring much for the show Banshee itself, you will love Job for the very least. Watch it for Job. Watch yeah, it. Seriously, I mean, he is priceless. Yeah, like he is like a national. Treasure. Yeah, it's like it's like those people who aren't necessarily comic fans, but they'll read a Deadpool comic because he's funny as shit, and he's and he yeah. he gets away with stuff, and that's how Job is. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, and and it's basically Job, he he has this great line. He goes to sit back down like the classy uh, girl he is, and continues to help Hood. And like I said, Ann shows up, and Hood makes a clean getaway, and um, and it's kind of interesting. Anna kind of grills Hood on like um. Why he's doing this? You're doing this, and this is all bad. But then Hood makes a point of pointing out to Anna, like, "Look, you're the one that showed up. You can. Um, I think you kind of like and miss this too, because you know Anna's been out of the game of doing this stuff for 15 years. You know, she's been out, she's been living a whole. I mean, she still trains on the side to keep her 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 badassness up. She trains on the side a little bit, but for the most part, she's been out of the game. And you can tell maybe a bit of her kind of misses it. Just a yeah. little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, we're not quite sure, but we kind of get that feeling, an inkling. And and so they go their separate ways. Yeah, because they meet up with Sugar. Mm-hmm. And Carrie was like, are you sure you want to have, like, have him here? Mm-hmm. And Hood was like, yeah, he's fine. I trust him. Mm-hmm. So like, I love that little interaction. Like, mm-hmm. that... They're in a way form that little team, that little bond, yeah, yeah, and like, and so going forward with this episode, the real meat of this episode kicks in when Hood walks walks into the uh, the, the the police uh, department, and um, he's just dressed in like a regular tee and some pants, and Brock. Well, yeah, like he, I think he has the police pants on, and that's just like yeah, the undershirt for the uniform. Yeah, and he walks in, which he's not in full uniform, you know. And Brock, who's the guy who more or less should have been sheriff, uh, Brock approaches Hood and says, "Yo, Hood, you sure you want to be dressed like that today?" And uh, and Hood, being the smart actor he is, he's like, "Brock, pick your battles." And uh, and Brock's like, "Okay, well, the uh, the senator's in your office." And you know, next scene is really hilarious because you see Hood just put this. He's got his shirt on, tucking it in, walking yeah. in there to go yeah, see the, the senator. The senator is the one, the father of. The kid who OD'd in episode two. Yeah, episode two, if you guys don't remember, there was this big rave that went down and Hood busted a bunch of people. Well, we had a casualty, one being um, this young teenage boy. And the teenage boy happened to be the son of the senator. You have a very powerful state senator. Ugh. And and this senator just goes off on Hood. For good reason. I mean, he's still still dealing with the the, the death of his... I don't blame him because yeah. he's still in the grieving process, so like you know. Yeah, of his son. Yeah. And uh, who? What parent wants to bury their kid? Yeah, and and this this scene, honestly, is 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 pretty is pretty powerful actually. Like it's 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 a pretty uh, big one because you kind of you kind uh, this scene uh, establishes a bunch of things. One, how serious Hood takes his job, and two. Um, 
how much uh, Kai Proctor and, and his people really harm the, the city of Banshee. Yeah. And, and, um, and the senator starts to talk about how his wife is taking the death of the son and how um, his son was, was like a big player in what, like, rug, lacrosse. lacrosse. Yeah, uh, lacrosse. And, and since the son's gone, the wife goes to sleep every night hugging her son's lacrosse stick. And the, the, and, and the senator's just, you can tell he's just in pain. And then uh, a Hood tells him, look, we're doing all we can. And, uh, and no, 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 Hood tells him, I'm sorry for what happened. Oh, and, and the senator replies with this great response. He's like, I don't want your, I don't want your fucking sympathy. I want justice. And, and he basically rips Hood a new one. And you get this emotional thing from the senator. And the senator gets up and walks out and... The first thing out of Hood's mouth is uh get me get me the the phone number to the, the to the high school the high school being the 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 school that the the senator's son went to because yeah. obviously Hood wants to figure out how can we finish take and, so he this case yeah and then the next scene is Diva is in there yeah helping Diva is the the yeah the, the daughter the of daughter of uh, Car- Anna yeah, yeah. Anna Carey yeah and so she so Hood is having her help out to try to identify people at the rave who right because had- she was at the rave yeah and who would have had knowledge of where this one guy is who cooked up the meth yeah or the the, the drugs and so it's like she's like oh there's I recognize this guy mm-hmm. and and then right as soon as she's did identify the guy Carrie comes right in oh yeah and just like rips the hood another one like how dare you take my daughter out of high like school like that yeah, without have, her permission yeah, too yeah like you should not have done that. you should have asked me first how mm-hmm. dare you son of a bitch mm-hmm. so yeah and, and Hood wasn't thinking Hood all he all Hood had on his mind was solving this case and the daughter of, of Anna slash Carrie she didn't um, the daughter Diva she didn't really care. She just wanted justice because you know she liked that kid. That yeah, and I, I and I think she kind of liked helping out Hood. Yeah, she likes it, Hood because Hood Hood talks to her, to Hood talks to her as if as if uh, that she she's his equal. Hood doesn't treat her like a child, yeah. unlike her her mom Anna and her father her the DA. So, yeah. and uh, and you know she so she 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 kind of respects Hood. She's I think Hood is probably the only adult that she really is truly like trust. Trust, yeah. And so, especially after that powerful scene we got between her and Hood, uh, yeah. post uh, the 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 rave, the rave. And the episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she trusts her, and so you know Anna comes in there. She's furious that he took uh, that uh, Hood took her daughter out of school to help do this, and she's like, "This is inappropriate. I don't want this." She takes the daughter, takes Diva, and Diva's like, "Well, mom, I'm trying to help take down some some bad guys, you know." And so you know, but you know Anna uh, Anna leaves with Diva. And um, basically, Hood continues on his search to figure out how search for this guy that got away yeah, and from from take, the rave. He, he takes the brother. Yeah, he takes the he takes the brother on the force, my boy. And this this leads into arguably the best line in the in the episode. It I don't know. It's 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 on point with with anything that comes out of Job's mouth is yeah. the best line. But 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 this this is another one of my favorite this scenes. This is like one of the best non Job. Yeah, non Job lines, and basically. Uh, the uh, the uh, the brother who who like like we stated he is uh, African American, uh, and Hood they go into the turf of the neo Nazis. Yeah, the Aryan Brotherhood, the Aryan Nation, whatever you want to yeah. call them, the white supremacists. Yeah, the the master race, whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah, <laughs> and so Hood and the brother just like walk out, and you could see the hate from all the, yeah. the white guys, and it's like. But the brother just like constantly walking in. Like, yeah, and he says this line, and a uh, hood, hood, hood says something to hood. Hood's like, man, they seem angry. And the brother has this great reply. He's like, ah, they, they, they just can't stand seeing a brother with a bad step and a badge walking into their neighborhood. And uh, and then hood, with being as smart as he is, he replies with, he yells this towards all the, uh, the white supremacists. The, the white supremacists. He, he's like, it's okay, guys. He's, um, one, he's, he's one. He's one of us. Yeah, he's one of us. His wife's white too. <laughs> And me and Brandon both just start laughing because if anything, that would piss them off more, knowing oh, that, yeah. that he has a white wife. So, and, uh, <laughs> and so the two find the guy. Yeah, they find a person of interest that they're looking for. Do like they? He runs off, mm-hmm. and the brother just like clotheslines him. Oh yeah, like clothesline from hell, boom. Oh yeah, he jacks Briggs, punches his ass. He, yeah, he fucking punches one punch man like Tommy's his ass. Yeah. So and then they have discussion. They, like he's like, okay, okay, fine, fine, I'll, I'll give you the information. Yeah. And so they go back to his apartment. 
He takes out that hand. That hand <laughs> of the guy who got it. Who, who who got away. So basically the man that Hood and the brother are looking for. Uh, they, 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 they need him, but this man is dead because at the end of last episode, Kai Proctor murdered him for his for his mess ups with, with the rave, and you know Kai Proctor he doesn't deal well with he doesn't deal well with uh, rejection as we can tell. Yeah, and uh, so Kai Proctor killed this man, but his hand is still around, and so and and the, the person of interest that they found he took out the hand of the person that who, and he knows the hand because of the tattoo tattoo yeah because he put the tattoo, the tattoo. on the, Right, and the guy's hand. Yeah, the, the the person of interest. Yeah, he he tat he tatted the guy that uh, Hood and him were looking for, and and so it's like, are you sure this is the guy? And he's like, wait, 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 wait. He was like, like yeah. he breaks out a BlackBerry. Yeah, shows him the video, and like Hood, like, thank you. Boom, takes the hand, takes mm-hmm. the camera, takes the phone. The guy's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, as they just walk off. And- yeah, they kind of walk off, and like uh, they kind of use this uh, as evidence, and they basically have enough evidence to bring Kai Proctor down. And uh, the ep- and the episode goes on with a uh, hood trying to take Kai Proctor into custody, but a lo- uh, uh, while he's like trying, they, they, got, they arrest Proctor. Yeah, on the way back to the police station. Yep. Boom! Car accident. Car hits them as as Hood's trying to take Kai into custody, and uh, and you find out the guys that hit him are the brothers of the man that Hood shot in the first episode. At end of episode one. At the end of episode one, yeah. So the guys, so the repercussions of Hood being in this town are still haunting this guy. Yeah. Hood just causes a, a anytime Hood does something, it's like a ripple effect. Oh, yeah. And speaking of ripple effect, at the end of episode three, when uh, Hood fought that that guy Sanchez, someone re- recorded it and published it to the internet, which means now people can find Hood now meaning Rabbit can find Hood anyone can find Hood like I said ripple effect Hood just causes shit no matter where he goes oh, yeah. Hood epitomizes what Banshee's all about which is why I think he, which is why I think he's a great lead and so long story short uh, Hood and Kai and then the brother all team up take down these uh, these these rednecks from trying to for, for trying to kill Hood they bring Hood and they bring uh, Kai Proctor in the jail yeah and uh, doesn't uh, Kai get let off he gets he gets I think, off. I think he gets let out on bail yeah yeah he gets let out on bail but he has to surrender his passport right uh yeah like the DA is pissed mm-hmm. thinks he should just stay in jail but you know it's it's the justice system yeah it's you know and so one of the lines Proctor says to his little minion who actually Dun dun dun! Actually spoke spoke for like one, one of the first lines t- yeah ever he said in the series, and this is episode four. Yeah, episode four, and this is his first line. Mm-hmm. All you see him is looking, mm-hmm. staring, and then, um, at the very to wrap up the whole scene, mm-hmm. this whole episode, you see the guy who's gonna be the witness get taken away. Yeah, Brock. Brock is the Brock is. The um, watching over this guy to yeah, make sure he's in he he's protective protected custody. protective custody. Yeah, Brock's watching over this guy, and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door, and Brock gets up. He doesn't see anything, and Brock pulls out his gun. And Brock says, "I think they're coming for you." And but also, what you kind of get the feeling that maybe Brock hates this guy, so Brock is kind of just trying to mess with him a little bit. And even the guys that wait, are you messing with me? And right as soon as this guy says that, a big boom, a big explosion on the back wall happens. And this is another great scene directed very well. Um, the explosion happens. They basically kidnapped the uh, the witness. Yeah. Who 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 could put Kai Proctor away for good, and pff, that's kind of how the episode yeah, ends. Yeah, the end of the episode. And Kai Proctor wins again. Like this is chess. Well, at least that's what we think. That's what we think. Yeah. You know, at the end of episode four, right? We know what happens because we've already seen. See, yeah. Well, like happens in mm-hmm. season one and two, mm-hmm. but for the viewers who mm-hmm. are going into it, they're like. Oh shit! Yeah, WTF? What the hell? Yeah, and so, but yeah, guys, and so that's basically Brandon and I's re- uh, review of uh and above episode three and four of, of the series Banshee. And thank you guys for joining us once again on our newest episode of Beer and Banshee. And uh, we we will be doing this weekly, guys. So check in every week with us. Uh, this is going to be ongoing. We're probably going to keep going until we finish the series, yeah. and we're probably even going to start a series like this with the series True Detective, which is a show that me and him both adore. And Orphan Black. And Orphan Black, yes, yes. Both those series will be coming up soon. We'll be doing a beer in Orphan Black, a beer in uh, True Detective. Yep. So join us all for those coming up soon. Uh, thanks for letting us both uh, chat your ear off, guys. 
Uh, say bye, Brandon, to the people at home. Peace out. This is Dez from Featuring Dez signing out. And much like um, my buddy Job once said, brace yourself because here comes the motherfucking neighborhood. This is Dez from Featuring Dez signing out. Peace.